Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. I'm super excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We have a guest who's going to share a word with us, and um, he asked me specifically if he should bring something along the lines of Mother's Day, and I said yes. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I just got him into trouble. And I said just be led of the of the Spirit. And um, so uh, we have a wonderful guest with us this morning, Pastor James Meso, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, known him for now almost 10 years and has been a super blessing. We've stayed in touch on a regular basis. And um, in fact, when we did our ordination service for uh, several of you here this morning, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Gabe and Amy, Pastor Melissa, um, and then we also have Pastor Tony Paxton, who is in the state of Illinois. Uh, We also ordained Pastor James and his wife, and um, they were not able to make it with. So they're part of the family here. We want to embrace them as part of the family. And um, we believe that this is going to be a great launching pad. Uh, not that he is a novice to ministries, ministered. Uh, in the nations, Brazil, and many, many other places, and so um, even in the United States. So we want to honor the gift of God um, that He's brought to us here. Um, You know, open your ears, let the Lord minister to you. He's authentic, He's genuine, and uh, you're going to hear what the Lord's put in His heart for us as a body here this morning. Let's welcome up Pastor James this morning. And um, before you just go ahead and get in position there, I know you've got the mic on you, so we're good. Um, I just want to pray for this precious couple here. Just extend our hands towards them right now in Jesus' name. James and Hope, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, brother. The Lord has given you a good thing. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And uh, she has been put into your life as, um, as, as uh, to round off where, where the, the soft spots and the weaknesses were there. She makes up in strength for where you are weak and for where she is weak, you make up for where she is, uh, uh, where, where she weak, you make up in strength to her where she's weak. And God says there's a, a great dynamic of complementing one another. And uh, I just want to uh, declare blessings over you as a couple uh, anointed of the Lord, anointed. Um, and and uh, there is the office of ministry that is upon both of you. God has ministry allocated to you. And God says, I am fashioning, forming you into to the fullness of what that looks like, but the Lord says, "I've got kingdom assignment for both of you," and um, and 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 even in the realm of of finances, I just want to declare to you that God says, "Listen, fret not, son and daughter, because I will make a way where there seems to be no way," and God says. Even as you've noticed, son and daughter, when when you came to the end of yourself and there was nothing, and you said, I don't know where it's going to come from, God says, I didn't let you down. I always have made a way. And God says, I shall continue to make a way. But the Lord says, there will come in the not too distant future a supply that is plenteous, a supply that is greater, because God says, I'm not going to just keep you where you're at. I'm going to cause the increase to come upon both of you in the most supernatural way. But the Lord says to me, as you 
continue to seek my kingdom, as you continue to put me first, my kingdom, my righteousness, so I shall add every one of these things to you. So I call you and I set you apart by the authority of Jesus Christ as anointed of God, children of the Most High God. And so we love you, we celebrate, we and we honor the anointing that is upon your lives today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Over to you. Amen. Oh, it is on. Okay, cool. I did it. Aren't you proud? Not that tech savvy, but I got it. Well, happy Mother's Day, everybody. I am so uh, honored to be here. Uh, we had a great time uh, Thursday at the Kings and Queens, and then we had a wonderful time at the men's breakfast. Men, what is your profession? Jesus! There it is, you remember. Uh, real quick, if I can, I believe my wife is watching. I just want to wish my wife, Michelle, a happy Mother's Day. We are, or she is a mother of five in our family. So, baby, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I am super excited to be here. I'm honored to be here. I've, like, like Pastor Mark said, I've known them uh, for a while now, and I'm just you know, deeply honored for this opportunity to be here with you guys at Destiny Revival Ministries. Um, whether you know this or not, I, I would watch um, on the Facebook Lives on Sundays just to see what God was doing here. And I can tell you, just watching the Facebook Live through the computer screens, you could literally feel the tangible presence of God. Amen. That may mess with some people's theology, but you can, God is omnipresent. Amen. He is everywhere at all times, and the Holy Spirit was just moving powerfully. I wish I would have brought a towel. I almost did, Pastor Mark, because, man, that worship was powerful. Amen. Can we give the worship team a round of applause? My gosh. I felt like I, I worked out. I'm all, I'm all sweaty and everything. I'm glad I wore a dark-colored shirt. It would be pretty embarrassing. I'm telling you, I, I, I love worship. I love worship. Uh, when I was in my younger years, um, I actually did uh, danced on the worship team. We went to Haiti. I was I, I don't remember how old I was. It's been so it's been a while. Um, but we went to Haiti and we did like a dance conference. And you're like, you're a dude, yeah. Um, but when we got there, what you don't know is like what Pastor Mark talked about. There is breakthrough in your praise. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of times when the men and the women would see a man get up and praise the Lord and dance before the people, breakthrough happened. Amen. Amen. We got to, uh, I got to teach about 50 men that came to the conference, believe it or not, um, one of our dances, and they just absolutely loved it. So uh, if, you ha if you haven't taken dance lessons to dance with your wife, I encourage it. Amen. It's cool. She'll, she'll love you for it. Uh, some of us have two left feet, but that's okay. You can still get out there and cut a little rug. Amen. Are you excited this morning? Are you blessed? Amen. Yes, you are. You are blessed indeed. I'm excited to bring a word to you this morning. Um, I have been in prayer about it. And uh, if, if you don't know, if you've ever ministered, I think some of you guys are ministering at Kings and Queens and some of you are pastors in the room. I, I had two messages, Gabe, and I, I kept going back and forth. And I'm going, I don't know which one it's supposed to be. So I said, what I'm going to do, Holy Spirit, is when we get into the house, I'm going to let you guide me, and the worship will probably answer the question. That's how it usually happens for me, and the, and the question was answered. So um, if you would like to go ahead and in your Bibles, your electronic Bible, your paper Bible, whichever one you've got, turn with me to Genesis chapter 32. 
That's gonna be our launching pad this morning. Genesis chapter 32, and we're gonna go over to verses 22, and we're gonna read from there. When you get there, somebody say amen. amen. You guys are fast. You're already there? <laughs> Man, you guys are quick. They're fast, Pastor Mark. Uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 through 31. We're gonna be in Genesis for a little bit. We're gonna camp out there. We're gonna bounce around a little bit back and forth. Um, this is where Jacob is wrestling with God. And in verse 22, it starts out and says, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. We'll deal with the two wives in another message. <laughs> we won't get into that right now. After... He had sent them across the stream. He sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Somebody say alone. alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that, hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? I believe today and this morning that some, some of you have been wrestling with God and some of you have been asking for a breakthrough. I want you to know this morning that there is an open heavens in this place. Amen. If you don't know what an open heavens means, that means that we have literally open heavens to, to, the, to God. There's angels in the room. If that sounds weird, I'm sorry, but there is. There's angelic presence here. And God is here to meet with you today. Amen. I said, God is here to meet with you today. God is here. I got to say it one more time. God is here to meet with you today. Amen. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Phanile, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Would you pray with me? Yes. Father, we thank you for your precious presence that's here the tangible presence that is here with us. Holy Spirit, I ask that, you would, uh, that you, you would be the one ministering this morning, God. I yield every member to you, my mind, body, soul, and spirit, Lord, and I thank you for each and every person that is present here, Father, today under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that there is a breaker anointing in this room and that there are gonna be some things broken off that people came in with, and when they leave, they will never be the same, Father. I thank you, Jesus. And that everyone say? Amen. 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 So... I want to talk to you, obviously, about Jacob, and we got to read one more passage. How many of you love the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 25, and we're going to read a couple scriptures, and then we're going to, we're going to uh, take the plane off and, and get into this. Genesis chapter 25, 21, and 26. I can tell you that, this, that where we just read where Jacob was wrestling wasn't the first place that Jacob actually was found wrestling. We were in Genesis 32, and now we're going back to Genesis 25. How many of you actually know anything about wrestling? Does anybody ever watch wrestling, you know, the WWE, or maybe you go to a wrestling, you're a wrestler? Pro, yeah. Oh, awesome. Sweet. <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> that's, that's who I'm taking with me. <laughs> She's a pro wrestler. So, no, I, my family, we enjoy wrestling. 
Um, we, we like to watch, I, I know it's acting, but we, we get into it. We, we, we like watching wrestling. And, and Jacob, he's a wrestler, so I figured why not, why not we talk about it and, and explore Jacob's life and, and why he was so passionate about this wrestling. So in Genesis chapter 25, we're going to start in 21. It says, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, and because she was childless, how about that? I believe you just prayed about this. You see how the Holy Spirit works? Because she was childless, the Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, kind of wrestling, you know, they're, they're brothers, and they're throwing down already. And she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. I want you to catch that. Let's pause real quick. What did she do? She, she had a situation going on in the inside of her. She had turmoil. She had some jostling going on inside of her. She didn't run to her best friend and say, hey, I've got this going on. She didn't run to a leader and say, hey, I've got this going on. She didn't run to her pastor. Sorry, pastors. And this is what I have going on. And say, she inquired of who? The Lord, come on, somebody. She went to the Lord. She said, I know my source. I know where I need to go. And that's where she went. Hallelujah. Many times we want to go a separate direction. Rather, we'll actually try all the different destinations before we actually go straight to the Lord. If we would have went there in the first place, we would have saved a lot of heartbreak, a lot of time, a lot of tears. Come on, somebody. You with me this morning? Amen. I'll be talking to you. I like to have everybody interactive with me. That's just how I roll. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 23, the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, Many of you may know the story. There were twin boys in her room, in her womb. The first come out was red and his whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebecca gave birth to them. You see, Jacob was wrestling in the womb. And he came out grasping the heel Jacob really wanted that firstborn blessing even before he even knew it as a baby. He wanted the firstborn blessing. He came out grasping the heel saying, I got to have it. There's something that caught my attention though when I was reading this and I I could only kind of liken it to to folks that I see in the world and, 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 and you probably can agree with this, but we live in a me first world. Me first. Me, mine. I think a Nemo and the seagulls. Mine, 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 mine. (laughs) Everybody wants to be first. Nobody wants to be last. I'm old school. I have paper notes. But in Matthew chapter 19, verse 30, it says that those who are last will be first and those who are first will be last. I know that's a hard pill to swallow because some of us don't like to be that person. We want to be the first. We want to be, you know, the, the one that everybody sees. We want to be, you know, out, out front. I can tell you as being somebody that's a little bit tall, just a little, I'm not real tall. I'm about 5'7". Um, but whenever they would take pictures, they would always push me to the back. You know, so everybody's standing in front of me. And, you know, sometimes all you'd see is just my head. Like, how come I can't ever be in the front? 
Well, you'll block people. Like, oh, that's not very nice. It's not fun either. I always wanted to like lay on my side or, or kneel like real cool, you know, do something like that. That's, what I, that's why I was, I was thinking that. But the me first mentality will wear you out and it'll make you miserable, amen? Some of you in this place this morning, you gotta stop grabbing those heels and realize who you are as a son of God. You gotta stop grabbing desperately trying to attain something and just realize who you actually are and you're a son and a daughter of the most high God, Amen. <laughs> Some, so many times we are, we're constantly striving and not realizing that God gave us the authority in the earth. And all we have to do is walk in that authority, amen? I know Pastor Mark does a, a great job here of laying that foundation for you. What I would say to you is encourage you is to grab a hold of that revelation with all of your being. You'll never lack. I'm not gonna say you'll never have hard times because you probably will. Amen. <laughs> Cheer up, it gets worse. That's right. Amen. But those that endure, those that persevere, amen. I like a good wrestling match. Sometimes they go on for a while. You know, in Luke chapter 9, verse 25, it says, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world? and yet lose or forfeit yourself. So many people are trying to attain certain statuses at the same time, thinking that that's where they will find their joy. I was there. I can admit to you that was me. In ministry, for, for sure, this was me. I wanted to travel around the nations. My spiritual fathers were really well known in, in the nations, especially Brazil. And I wanted to go there and do what I saw them doing. I wanted to preach on the same stage. They have this really cool uh, church in Brazil that has a surfboard. It's one of the largest churches in Brazil. It seats around 20,000. And I was like, man, I'm gonna be there. And then lo and behold, the doors open and there's favor there and I can say, hey, all I have to do is make a phone call and I can get there. I'm trying to be somebody, but, but, but what happens if I get all of that? I just got to preach on a cool stage in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, it'd be cool for a, a selfie moment, take my phone and turn it around and be like, hey, everybody on three, you know, and take a selfie. <laughs> Hashtag it something cool. No, I almost lost my, my, my whole entire marriage, myself, everything, trying to run after something rather than just following after God. I was trying to grab that heel. Rather, uh, instead of, uh, you, you, you know, uh, do, doing all of these things, I, I should have been more focused on just being a son of God. Instead of doing, just being. Instead of doing, just being. And, and in that place of rest, watching what God could do. Amen? The Father's love is here for some of you in this room this morning. You may not feel like you've been loved very much, and I, I don't know who this is for. This may happen a few times throughout the service, but somebody, I just want you to know that God really, really likes you, and he loves you a lot. Amen? Let's get back into this. So finding yourself doesn't come from status, stuff, or friends. It comes from who? God. It comes from the Lord and him alone. It doesn't come from 
I, I said it doesn't come from status stuff or friends. I'm only 42. I feel like I'm 80 because I've, I've done so many of these things, trying to run after a certain status, building up your, your following on, on social media. And people are like, man, I really want to know this guy. I really want to be connected to this guy. Or through friendships. But don't give up what you want most for what you want now. So I guess I should say it again. Don't give up <laughs> what you want most for what you want right now. Amen? Yeah. Jacob's fascinating to me. Looking at his life through the scriptures. You know, Jacob steals to get the birthright and then steals the blessing by tricking and deceiving. We know that's what his name means, unfortunately. The deceiver. But God is more concerned about his ultimate destination. Amen? He's more concerned about the end result. Let's turn over to Genesis chapter 27. I want to show you what I mean. Genesis chapter 27 we're going to start out in verse 15. We're going to read a few scriptures because Jacob steals. He does get the birthright. Then he steals the blessing. But I, I want to catch something here. It says, Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau. Somebody say Esau. Her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. Now, even though, <laughs> this, one, this one always bothered me, even though she's his mom, it's almost like she's helping him. But, but something else that really catches my attention is she puts something on him. She clothes him so that he would look, smell, and feel like Esau. Now, he's not going to sound like Esau, but he's going to have that kind of look. What are you talking about, Pastor James? Well, what do you allow people to place on you? What do you allow people to put on you? What have you allowed people to put on you over the years? You may not even know that you're carrying certain things around that somebody placed on you many years ago. I'll give you an example. My mom, when I was younger, she said to me, James, when the family gets older, I'm an oldest of seven, when the family gets older, you will be the one that will bring the family back together. That's a pretty huge burden. And I didn't know this, but I would carry it around with me. She placed it on me. I didn't recognize it. I grew up my whole life, and then one day, it hit me. I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. It's not me. It's, it, if anybody, it's Jesus if he wants to bring the whole family back together. You see, reason why is I'm the oldest of seven. Three brothers, three sisters, but there's different dads. There's five different men involved. I don't know my dad. He left when I was two. Now, by the grace of God throughout the years, because of him putting a call in my life, my mom praying for me every Sunday, putting me on the little school bus and sending me off to the Baptist church. I was raised Baptist. You know, we did old school foot washing and all kinds of cool little things. And the Baptist preacher would get up there. He would slam the pulpit so hard. If you were sleeping, you'd wake right up. 
I loved that guy. He ended up moving to Georgia. Man, he was, he was awesome. He was a, he was a good, uh, he was a good, you know, speaker. But then I moved over to a Pentecostal church, so I became Baptocostal. You know, then I went to an AOG church, and I feel like I've been to all different churches when I was younger. My, one of my stepdads, he took us to a Presbyterian church and then an Episcopalian church, and I'm going, man, trying to figure out all these things. But I, I say all that to say, but because of God's calling on my life and, and me yielding to that calling and following him, that I really, my, my mom was close. It wasn't me, it was God through me that eventually he brought the family back together from all over the different parts of the United States of America, they, you know, they were like, man, look at him go. And they wanted to know about Jesus. So I got to lead siblings to Jesus. Amen. Oh, back to the, back to the scripture. Here we go. She also covered his hands in the smooth part of his neck with goat skins. Then she handed to her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread that she had made. He didn't even know how to cook. She gave him the food. He went to his father and said, my father. Yes, my son. He answered, who is it? I guess he couldn't see well. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up, eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly? My son, the Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother. So he proceeded to bless him. But he asks him again, are you really my son Esau? He replied, yes. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game so that I may eat it and give you my blessing. So Jacob brought it to him. He ate and he brought some wine and he drank. And then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, kiss me. So when he went to him and kissed him, I guess this was another last ditch effort. Isaac caught the smell of his clothes and he blessed him and said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. Jacob was so good at being someone else that even the people closest to him didn't know who he was. <laughs> we can get so good at being someone else that people don't even really know who we are. It's flopping around like a fish down there. Sometimes throughout life, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can get so good at being someone that you're really not and people around you don't even know who you are, but by the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. I mean, why would you want to get a blessing and then be on the run for 21 years? Is it, was it really that important to you? Get the blessing just to be on the run. He is literally, now he's, he, Esau finds out, big brother's going to find out. And I don't know about you, but, but Esau, it, it, <laughs> have you ever read the story? Esau is a hunter. Uh, he's probably a good tracker. I would be fearful for my life. This dude's like John Wick. I mean, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You just stole his blessing. 
He's going he's to be mad, very upset. You lied, you deceived, and you stole his blessing. I mean, if you read on and you, and you carry on through there, it, Esau is like, is there anything you can bless me with? Father, is there anything you can give me? One of the most important parts, though, is God cannot bless who you pretend to be. God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can't. He can't. He won't. <laughs> it's, not, it's not real. It's not authentic. It's, it's just, you know. <laughs> I take that back, actually. I, I, think, I think I've seen God bless some people that were pretending to be other people or being something that they weren't. And it's like he just gave them a little bit of line and a little bit of line and a little bit of line and eventually it, they fell on their face. And it was really sad. It was really sad to watch it happen. So really, I would be you and not the you you think others want you to be. Be you and not the you that you think others want you to be. I'll read you a cool scripture out of the book of Luke. Chapter 19, verse 25. I've got some, I've got some Bible scholars in here. I can, I can sense you guys. Actually, I don't think that's the right scripture. It's the one that talks about gaining the whole world and yet losing your soul. I think I wrote it down right there. I was in the, the glory last night, worshiping up at like midnight. We got some young folks in here. I wrote this down. I, I don't know. Um, I, I'll just read it. I wrote this down. I don't know who it's for. Chapter 9. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why I've got a. Sometimes, for whatever reason, uh, we are tempted to, yeah, I must have wrote this down. I'm just going to read it just like I wrote it. Is that okay? It says, um, ladies, don't expose yourself for attention. That's not love. That could be for somebody watching. That could be <laughs> for someone in here. I, I'm not sure. I wrote it down, and then I wrote one down for, for, for the guys. Some of you were born with a gentle spirit, but somewhere along the line, you lost that gentle spirit because the world made you hard. And you have this, 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 this feeling, this facade that you, have to, you, you can't have that gentle heart any longer. You have to remain. Maybe it came from your father and when he raised you or something, I'm not sure. But I wrote it down here, so I'm, I'm, I'm reading it for you. But what good is it to try and fool others? God knows who you are. Amen. Eventually, it's going to be exposed. Right. Amen. Amen. So if we go back, let's go back to the very beginning to where Jacob is wrestling. In chapter 32, he was, he was, a, he was a pretty old dude when he's wrestling. You know, he's, he's wrestling with God and 
There's different ages and different gaps, but I, I, I feel like he was pretty old, somewhere maybe between 70 and 90, <laughs> and he's wrestling with God. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's pretty funny when he, you know, hips him and it hits him in his hip socket. Any of you ever have to go to the chiropractor? Back problems? I can tell you before I came here, and then I'll get back into this, I was, I do roofing, and uh, so I'm always, you know, constantly moving shingles and, and doing stuff like that, and um, you got to have, your back's got to be in, in order. So uh, I was helping my wife move where we have a store in the mall and we're moving from one location to the other and I'm painting and doing all these things. And my back over here on the left-hand side, I was working and when I was done, I went to stand up and I just about crumbled and fell over. So when it talks about like hitting you in your, you know, hitting them in the hip socket, you, 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 might, you might have a little limp, you know. <laughs> That's a, called a battle wound. But I don't know about you, but eventually you'll get sick and tired of trying to be somebody you're not. Amen. You'll get, what we call it posing. You'll, you'll get sick and tired of posing. Eventually, you're, you're going to come to a place where you get tired of acting and pretending to be something that you're really not. <laughs> you will. You'll, you'll reach a point to where you come to the end of yourself, and then you have a choice to make. What I love about this picture is grace came in and grabbed Jacob. Grace came in and grabbed a hold of him. And he could have let go, but he, he wanted God so bad. He wanted the blessing so bad that he would not let go. Have you ever been in that place? You're so desperate. You're in prayer. You really need this thing to happen, and you are holding on to God, and you are not going to let go. just quickened a, a memory of mine. When my wife and I were younger, um, I had a, a pressure washer and I was starting a business. And um, I had it in our garage. I just finished a job and I pull it in and I put it in our garage, but our garage is open and this guy rides by. I don't think anything of it. Comes back anyway. Long story short, the, he steals the pressure washer. Well, I don't know. We have some praying women in the house. Don't be afraid. Say, yeah, Amen. So my wife, she's, she's pretty, <laughs> like a bulldog. She's like, that. he just stole our pressure washer. It was a nice one, guys. You know, I mean, it was real nice. It had all the different, you know, nozzles. I went all out. Got all the cool stuff. Uh, I think it was close to 5,000 PSI. I could probably blew like a hole through the wall with it. <laughs> we had spent a lot of money on it. We were just trying to get, get a business started. And, and this guy, he steals it. Well, she goes to God in prayer. And she turns on some worship music, and I'm like, she is about to throw down. <laughs> I mean, I was even concerned. I'm like, I'm going to go over in the kitchen. I'm going to pray over here. Uh, Jesus. I mean, she was going after it. And I see Jacob, and I'm like, he's going after the blessing. He's going after what God has for him. He sees it, and he won't let go until he gets it. He's in that place of wrestling with God. He's in that place of, of prayer. He's going, I'm desperate and I will not let go until you bless me, God. Sometimes you gotta pray for your babies like that, your grandchildren like that, that lost friend, that lost child. You gotta pray until you see something happen. Jacob's wrestling. So my wife, she's praying and wrestling and kicking down stuff. And I, like I said, I'm... <laughs> Go, baby. Hoorah. 
They find my pressure washer. The dude breaks down on the side of the road. The cops pick him up. Here's the wild part. I also was, at the same time, I had, it was like a landscaping business. So I built those water gardens, you know, where they put all the rocks and do the cool waterfalls. I was doing those. And uh, a homeowner, a client of mine, she called me and she was like, hey, James. And this was on the other side of town. I don't know what that would be here, but it's, it was like 30 minutes away on the other side of town. Hey, I don't know if you, if you're, if you, you know this or not, but I was online and I, I saw that they recovered a pressure washer. I was like, well, where can I get it? And she was like, well, it's at the Clay County, you know, fire department or police department. I'm like, no way. She pre- the, the, the guy broke down on the side of the road because she was praying. Come on, somebody. There is power in prayer. Amen. There is power in prayer. And it doesn't, that, that, sound, that might sound silly to some people. A pressure washer, it was serious to us. We were young, just getting started. We only had, we had two kids, little babies. You know, we were trying to get started. It meant a lot to her, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it meant a lot to me too. But she, <laughs> you know, the dude broke down and then he got put in jail. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna mess with her. <laughs> a praying woman or a praying man, a, pray, a power, there's just power in prayer. Amen. Persistent prayer. It didn't happen right away. Tears were coming down. She's praying as the worship music going. Jacob's wrestling with God. He's holding on. He won't let go. I mean, just always hold on to God. Because why? Because he's greater than anything else you can hold on to anyway. He's greater than anything else you can hold on to. (laughs) I mean, that's, that, that's what I've learned in my life. We all have testimonies. I, I'm, I'm positive of it. We all have a story we could share where God came in, where God had, it, it, was, it could only be God to step in. So it's just a, a reminder to hold on to God because at the end of the day, he's the only thing to really hold on to. You know, something that also caught me is when he was deceiving his dad, he's asking him, what, what's your name? What's your name? And he, he just kept lying. But he came to a place. He came to a place where he's alone. Somebody say alone. alone. He's alone. And he's wrestling. He wants to know the guy's name that he's wrestling. And the guy says, well, what's your name? Mm. what's he going to do? He wants the blessing. He got the blessing before by lying, but now he realizes Esau's after him. He really needs a breakthrough. Somebody say breakthrough. He really needs a breakthrough because that boy's coming. He knows Esau's approaching. He put together a care package for Esau I mean, it's in the scriptures. You read it. He is putting together like a whole care package. I mean, he's giving them, cow, he's giving them cows and all kinds. Give me a cow. That'd be nice. <laughs> cow, chickens, I'll take them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he put together a care package. But the second time, 
that Jacob is asked, what's your name? He tells him his name. And he says, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Wow. I mean, my name is still James, but you know that something is different. I'm going to try to explain this. Help me, Holy Spirit. Your name, what's your name, sweetie? Carly, James, Terry. Your, your, your name is your name. What, I'm, what I want you to try to get a hold of here is, is Jacob is, is, is wrestling and, and, and God comes in and says, I'm going to change your name. Ah, oh, that's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For me, it was a changing of the generational things that were behind me. God says, I'm going to give you a new path. I'm going to change the direction of history on your behalf. Does that make sense to somebody? Are you catching that if I throw it to you? Amen. When you leave out of these doors today, God is saying, I'm changing the direction of the course that, I, that you have been on, and I'm going to set you on a new course of whatever it is you need. I mean, the popular thing is to say finances, but I don't believe it's just there. For some of you, it's emotional. For some of you, it's physical. For some of you, it's your family unit coming back together. I want you to take however it applies to you and begin to apply it right now. You got to have some faith. Do you have faith? That was weak. I don't, do you have faith? <laughs> Guess what? The blessing came in the realization of true identity. The blessing came in the realization of his true identity. And he wasn't afraid anymore to say, my name is Jacob. He wasn't afraid to say anymore, my name is Carly. He wasn't afraid anymore to say, my name is James. He wasn't afraid anymore to say, my name is George. He wasn't afraid anymore to say who he really was. You can't be afraid or ashamed of who God created and called you to be. Man, they're, they're, the fire of God is just in this place, Pastor Morgan. I mean, it is, I'm like, wow. Israel equals triumphant with God. He took off Esau's clothes and said, I'm Jacob. Oh, <laughs> he took off what somebody had placed. <laughs> he took off what somebody had placed on him. <laughs> Woo! That was a little bit of Ric Flair for you. Woo! He took off what somebody had placed on him and the breakthrough came. Amen? He admitted his real name. He admitted his real... He, he was like, look, I've got faults. I've got problems. I've got issues. But this is who I really am. And he got the what? He got the blessing. He was no longer ashamed. Shame was broken off of his life that day. Shame's broken off your life today. Hallelujah. Fear is broken off your life today. <laughs> Man, God's so good, isn't he? 
God is good all the time. And all the time, man, he's so good. His love is so rich. I mean, he just loves us because he loves us because he loves us because that's who he is. God is love. His, his love is so rich. I mean, you can smile about that. I mean, you can literally look up to heaven and, and just smile because guess what? He's smiling right back at you. He's smiling right back at you and he's saying, I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. I've got so much for you. I'm not through with you because somebody in here, guess what? You think God's done with you, but he's not. Can I share one more story with you? Is that okay? We got time? I don't even have a watch. I just like to do that. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> Woo! So here's another story. When I was getting into preaching, uh, my, one, my leader, he said, hey, if you want to preach, find an open door and begin to preach. So I thought, and I prayed, and I'm looking around, and I'm going, where can I go preach? Where will they just kind of let me in? I'm, I'm brand new. I'm kind of crazy, kind of wild. Nursing home. <laughs> Nursing home. So I went and bought myself a little speaker system. Got a microphone, got everything I needed. I, I studied. I put together notes. I wheeled into the nursing home. Eight people in there. One would always bust out in song about how Jesus loved her, but it didn't matter. They would amen me and they would shout, you know, shout me down. We would worship and we would pray together. But there was this one guy in there. His name was John. And he really, honestly, was in there way too young. It wasn't just me being overzealous. He was. I was like, dude, you're perfectly functional. Everything is there. I mean, what are you doing? And I remember telling him, I was like, I think I was preaching on Abraham. And Pastor Gabe, how old was Abraham when he like ran after Lot? Do you remember? He was pretty old, wasn't he? Like 60, 70, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was like in his 70s. And he's running after his brother. I was like, you know, John, I want to encourage you today that it doesn't matter how old you are, that God's not done with you yet. And his whole countenance changed. He lit up. He was like, I thought he was done with me. About two weeks later, I find out that he gets out of this nursing home. I don't know how he did. I don't know. I'm like, where's John? He's gone. He's back with his family. I'm like, come on, Jesus. So where's John now? He's an usher at his church, and God is still using his life. Amen. I mean, this this is just God. This is just how this is just how good God is and how He works. This is how God works. You know, Jacob had met uh, God earlier in life, but he wasn't himself. He had to go through quite a bit. And then he had to get reconnected. And, and, and that's where the change really happens is being connected. Yeah. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. You know, you got to be connected. Somebody say connected. connected. You got to stay connected. 
Hallelujah. We all right? I want to pray with some of you today. I'm not finished yet. I'm going to, I'm going to land the plane, but I really want to pray with some of you today. Could you put on a worship song of your choice? I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Um, do I hear it? Yes. Wow. That's good. That's good, Pastor Mark. It's like, I know. I'm like, wow. Man, open heavens. <laughs> I like to have fun. I like to have fun. If you're not having fun with Jesus, I mean, come on. He's so fun. He's so good to us. Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Moses says to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. We know this. Amen? This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. But, somebody say but. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites. I just love this part, man. I just love this part. The Lord, the God of your fathers, you know where this is going, come on. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, total, complete restoration, redemption, everything. The God of Abraham, Isaac, say it with me, and Jacob has sent me to you. <laughs> this is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Jacob made it into to that lineup. From the time he was born, grasping heels, deceiving and lying. and From the time that we are conceived in our mother's womb, he, he formed us, he knitted us together, he knows us, he has plans to prosper us to do great and mighty things with us, with you and me. <laughs> I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's beautiful. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? <laughs> Come on. You know, there's... Pastor Mark said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty authentic. I want to share something with you while you're standing to your feet. Feels good to stand, I'm sure. The, the last season of my life, Pastor Mark said something yesterday at the men's breakfast that I went through some things that most people wouldn't have made it out of. Yeah. It's nothing to boast about. I just made it out. I, I don't, <laughs> like Jacob, I, I, I told you I like wrestling. I, I wouldn't quit, I wouldn't give up. I held on with every fiber of my being, even when I thought it was over. Even when I thought it was over. But I wasn't alone. I had, I had people that would shoot me a text message, hey man, God loves you. You might be thinking about somebody right now. I should probably message them or reach out to them, do it.
It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. What I want you to know is that God is not through with you. He has great plans and purposes for your life. I hope this message blessed you this morning. Let me see how much time we have here. I don't, I don't know. I want to keep everyone track with the Mother's Day. I know there's lunches and dinners. If you have to go, is that right? If you have to go to a, a, a luncheon and you've made reservations, you can go. Father, I thank you right now for everyone that is in this room right now today. God, I know that you brought everybody here, everybody that's watching uh, live stream. Father, I know that you brought them to this service for a reason today, God. I thank you that there is a breakthrough, that there is a breaker anointing in the room today. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Uh, <laughs> For some of you, you're you're in a you're in a, a different season other than others. With the Father, you're, you're in a season of where, like Jacob, you've, you've been wrestling, you've been waiting for that breakthrough, and, and today is your day of breakthrough. What I'd like you to do is to, is to take that breakthrough, if you're believing for someone else, and begin to just pray for that person right now. Just begin to believe for that person's salvation right now. Just begin to believe. For that person right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, you're just so good. You're just so good. Could we turn that up a little bit? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes the louder it is, the better. If you want to change it to something with words, it helps the folks press in. We want to press in for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I called you out of the wilderness. 
La sataraba ko siti andaraba sataraba he siti andaraba laba ko sataraba hasete. God's going to give some of you a new song. God's going to begin to give some of you a new song for the season that you're in. I see some, for some of you, your prayer language is getting ready to change. Nothing's wrong with the one you currently have, but God says, I'm going to elevate you and take you to another level in the spirit in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. I just see fresh oil being poured out in the name of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It's a thick, weighty oil that's just being, he's, he's tipping the bucket, it's, He's pouring it on the top of your head right now and the, and, and the warmth is just running down your, from the top of your head to your neck, down your shoulders and your back, down to your legs, to your feet. As I've anointed you for a time such as this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Louisiana, you'll never be the same. There's an army of God in this place. There's a remnant arising in the name of Jesus. They won't break their ranks because they know their place and they know what you've called them to do in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for a strategic movement in Louisiana in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Get your blueprints back out. Get your blueprints back out. The strategy in which Jesus gave you the instructions to pray. Hallelujah. Deep wells are opening. Deep wells are reopening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah there's someone here today and 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 like Gideon you you've been you've been threshing wheat you've been praying and, and like like he was you were you were in the wrong place threshing wheat you were in fear you were afraid God's saying to you right now come up higher come out of that place for where you're threshing wheat isn't even where you're supposed to be threshing wheat I've, I've got something much better for you I've got something much greater for you. Come out of that place of obscurity because I've got something much better for you, says God. Do not be afraid. Do not fear for I am with you. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Father, that we didn't, we came with a certain posture that we walk out of here, Father, having a word from you. 
And I believe one of the most powerful things that you are wanting to, to deposit within us, Father, help us to let go of who we are not so that we can walk in exactly who we are, Lord. Help us to lift off and remove all the fear of man that has tried to make us be a certain way. Or even allow the opinion of man to try to form us and even rob us of our voices. I break the power of that thing by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I set you free. I set you free from that today. That you will have a voice again. That you will be everything that God has called you to be. That you will not hide the coat of many colors that the Father has made just for you. God's given you a coat of many colors. And people's opinions have, have made you put it away, put it in a closet somewhere. And God says, no more, no more. From this day, the coat of many colors, you will put it on you and you will wear it with boldness. Because God says to you, you've got to be able to count the cost for that which I have for you. God wants to make you very aware that He wants to take you to the mountaintop and not everybody's going to want to go. And the Lord says there's been a season where you've been at the foot of the mountain and God's been telling you to go to the top of the mountain and you have not because those were, who didn't want to make the climb have tried to keep you down. And God says, it's time to cut it off. That doesn't mean you love them any less. It doesn't mean anything else. God says, you need to go to the top. God says, I've, I've designed you to go to the top. I've created you to go to the top. And then once you're there, they're going to recognize exactly why you had to go. So for a short season, it would be like a walking away. But God says, I'm going to restore every relationship that you thought you lost. This isn't about them. This is about you. And this is where I want to take you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Come up higher today. Come up into new levels. Come up into a greater realm that I have designed and set apart for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Can we give Jesus a great big shout of praise here? I want to go ahead and quickly dismiss everybody. I, I know we've gone a little bit, and I'm, not, and I'm not making any apologies and nothing just when I'm saying this, just this is not about that. You haven't done. You've just done what the Lord told you to do, and that's fine. So I want to release you guys um, just real quick before you go. On the right, on my right, your left, there is a, a basket over there. For those of you watching by way of live stream, if you want to bless Pastor James, you can go to www.destinyrevivalministries.com. Click on the Your Support button. There should be a little drop down for guest speaker. Do that. If you're here and you're giving your tithe, do that. If you want to give him something extra, do that. I'm not going to take much more time other than to say that if you are writing out checks, make them out to Destiny Revival Ministries or DRM. That's it. You guys know what to do. I'm not going to spend more time on that. God bless you. How many of you? been blessed today? Come on.
All right. Well, say this. I'm going out with joy. Say this. I will be bold about who God's called me to be. Say this. I am who He says I am. I will be who He says I can be. And I will say what He wants me to say. And I'll do what He wants me to do. If you believe that, go out and joy in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you.